Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 264. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is Dr. Dina Preston Ortiz and her husband, Don Ortiz. They are here to promote and tell us about their book, 31 Cents to 43 Countries. They are actually musical artists who are telling us their story about how they've taken their band around the world. So very excited to share their stories. Before we get started, I'd like to tell us tell you guys a little bit about the business side of everything going on here. You can catch every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So let us know online at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook who you want to come in next. And that's Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, if you want to become a super fan, you can go do so at patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. There you will sign up for one of our tiers and get bonus content in return. And we hope that you enjoy it because it's fun for our guests as well. And it is now time for my favorite part of the podcast intro, which is the community corkboard. So we would love it if everyone would send us something that they want to shout out. And you can go do so at findingarizonapodcast at gmail.com. There we'll set up a shout out like the following. Illumination 2020 at the Japanese Friendship Garden in Phoenix. If you know the Japanese Garden, it is a beautiful place downtown for you and your family to go walk around. And for the next couple of weekends, and weeks they will be having lights up all around the garden so you can enjoy yourself in the lush beautiful lit area at night last but not least if you want to go over to desert ridge marketplace this weekend and until the 31st they will be doing something called the nightly snowfall where they put out snow for you and your kids to go enjoy and play so go do so starting today from 7 p.m to 8 p.m that ends our community corkboard and our intro for episode number 264 31 cents to 43 countries with dr dina and her husband don we will catch you on the next episode Welcome back, everybody, to the Fighting Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special, and today is no different. Actually, we have two someones in the studio today. So hey, we're super- hey. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to let you guys introduce yourselves because I feel like this is a perfect moment to let, you know, maybe because this is a couples-related episode, maybe you guys want to introduce each other. Go right ahead. Well, um, I'll introduce myself and then I'll introduce my husband. So I awesome. my, sounds good. My name is uh, Dina Preston Ortiz and my maiden name is Dina Ruby. And I, I share that with you because I'll tell you why later. Um, and my family have been native Arizonans since this was Mexico. So wow. we've been here forever. Um, I also have uh, relatives from New Mexico um, that came across and, and settled in the Winslow, uh, Northern Arizona region as well. And, I have histories uh, in Tucson that uh, date back uh, ancestors to the Fox Theater. So if you're from Tucson, you, you're familiar with the historic Fox Theater. My great grandfather built that. And then I also have on my dad's side um, is um, uh, the, the lineage there um, also um, has a hand in the Hubble uh, trading post. So oh, nice. one of my ancestors, Lena Ruby, was actually mar- married to Lorenzo Hubble. So we have I have this vast Arizona history, but I left home when I was 18. And I moved to San Francisco and I became a street musician. I wanted to go to Berkeley 
And um, when I got there, I realized I had to become an in-state resident. I was going to pay an outlandish amount of uh, tuition. And so I started uh, going to school at uh, San Francisco City College. And in between classes, um, a partner and I decided we were going to busk and make our living uh, singing on the street, which is exactly what we did. Our stop was Ripley's Believe It or Not. Nice. And so between classes, we went out there and we did our thing. And um, eventually moved to San Diego, uh, started my own country rock band. Uh, we won. Uh, uh, we were in the contest uh, for best uh, country band um, in San Diego, and we won our region. We were picked up by an agent in Minnesota. I went on the road across uh, all of uh, the U.S. And back then, musicians could actually tour full time because we had big mm-hmm. nightclubs that we could tour in. Yeah. And then in Canada, I lost a guitar player and a steel player out of Southern California. And my parents were still here, of course, so I decided to come home, park it here for a little bit while I looked for a new musician. And that is how I met my husband of 31 years, uh, Mr. Don Ortiz. Yay. Oh, what an introduction. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, actually, it's pretty wild because, you know, I met Dina, Ashley, through her voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been a touring musician, uh, like Dina said, back then, musicians could travel around the United States and do the circuits. And I did everything from the Playboy Club circuits to glam, to show bands, to you name it, uh, to big shows, to little stuff. So it was a lot of fun for me and uh, landed in Arizona doing production here. At uh, In fact, it was at Celebrity Theater. Our lighting director said, this gal, Dina Preston, has this incredible voice, and I think you would be the perfect fit for her band. And I said, I, I don't know. And he goes, well, they're a country band. And I was like, nah, definitely not <laughs> at that time, right? So uh, then we were doing a show at Metallica, actually, and he brought a cassette. And Which tells you how long we've been together, right, cassette? The cassette, just like half our crowd, just was like, "What is a cassette? Yeah, what is yeah, that? What <laughs> a cassette? Yeah, when we started our business, it was uh, DEO Records and Productions. So we released our first CD. That was the name of our business. So uh, you okay. can tell that we've been together a long time. Yeah, so it's really crazy how that that came about. When I heard her voice coming out of my speakers, I was like, "Wow, this is Bonnie Raitt meets Melissa Etheridge meets Linda nice. Ronstadt." Wow. So automatically, I thought that's three trademark vocals. You know, that's that's pretty hot that somebody can sing like that. Yeah. So within five weeks, um, he asked me to quit my band and to go back east with him. And, um, you know, he's a really great guitar player, just wonderful guitar player, excellent guitar player. And on top of that, he's very charismatic. So I thought, yeah, this this is going to be really good for us. But when we left, I gave my band notice and we left. Um he got a really hefty speeding ticket on the way back east, which is where we're going to start recouping again. And it literally took most of the money that was left over. So when we hit Delaware, his hometown in Newark, Delaware, we literally had 31 cents in our pocket. Uh-huh. So our book um, that we just released is called 31 cents to 43 countries. Mm-hmm. And the reason we called it that, or we call it that is that we literally had 31 cents when we started and without a record deal or without management, we've toured in 43 countries with our band Mm-hmm. And have been on 26 world tours, and I think that's way up there. The first for Arizona, of, uh, definitely. I don't know any yeah. other Arizona band that's done that. Quite frankly, I don't know too many national bands that have done that. Even even top recording artists, I don't think have 
actually toured in 43 countries. Yeah. Without the help of a management company and, and just like the big resources that yes. uh, a national band would be. Able I, to we get. didn't have a multimedia company behind us, you know, giving us $12 million to put yep. out something <laughs> so you could see it every place you go. You know, exactly. we didn't have anything like that. In fact, uh, Flag Day, June 14th this past year, uh, we actually have our name on a USO monument. In Arizona. Nice. In yeah. Arizona. That is beautiful. It just happened. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. I think, I, with the, I, think I saw a photo. I just yeah, uh, saw the USO photo. Uh-huh. That just happened on June 14th. So it's it's. Oh, awesome. That's so incredible, yeah, guys. recognized uh, with Lucio Ball, Mickey Rooney, Jane Russell, and Ann Miller, who actually were the the, the first founders. the founders of the USO shows going mm-hmm. overseas. Yeah. And uh that that monument's right here in Camp Verde in Arizona at the uh military service park there. And there's a oh, few okay. uh, Arizona entertainers. Um so all of those entertainers that have been in there have had some sort of connection yeah. to Arizona. So Lucille Ball obviously had her home up in Sedona. Terry Frankel's on there of the double mint twins. In fact it was uh Terry Frankel's yeah. group that put that monument together. And she's up. She's a big shaker and mover up in Sedona. Yeah, yeah. We absolutely. were actually going to do a show uh, with her uh, and some other folks, and she said, "I didn't realize you guys did all this stuff overseas, <laughs> and you'll never guess, but I'm I'm part of the Double Mint Twins." Yeah, <laughs> probably too young to remember the Double Mint Twins, but there are these beautiful young girls, late sixties, early seventies. Um, you know, that performed and of course did the commercials for Double Mint. They're kind of their you know brand ambassadors. Yeah, I'm actually, I, I really enjoy Arizona history. So I kind of, I knew of the Double Mint Twins and their kind of yeah. um, attachment to Arizona, but I didn't know that like that you guys met them or any of that information prior yeah. to. So I'm, that's really incredible that you guys have experienced all of this and, you know, bringing up back the book and it just kind of what you guys have been through. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Don here, what were you doing in San Fran just before meeting her? Like what, why were you there in that particular um, area well for me i was actually back east coast uh you know performing okay um, he didn't really he didn't meet me in san francisco i went from san francisco to san diego oh okay, okay. on the road and then i lost a band member mm. and so then i parked it here in phoenix and so i met him here in phoenix oh okay so so what is your connection to here then again if you just remind me really quick for me, I've I it, it was uh, actually my mom uh, had moved here in the early like 69, 70. Oh, okay. And uh, and it was really wild. And so I always had these ideas of Arizona as as a kid drawing like the cactus, you know, in the oh, desert, yeah. sort yeah. of like coyote scenes, you know, from Roadrunner. Yep. Don's <laughs> family. Don is Puerto Rican by way of Delaware, so his family's from Puerto Rico. <laughs> nice. Up to Florida, and they landed in Delaware. So he, you know, he came here. He loves it here. But I remind him he's still a visitor. He's not. <laughs> even though he's been transplant. Here, yeah, even yeah. though he's been here over thirty years, it's like years. So my so. So my dad's from Puerto Rico. Um, he's oh, from cool. yeah, he's from Bayamon, and he came here the way of um, actually he went to Chicago and then he went to basic training and met my mom there in basic training through the military. Wow, yeah, that's so cool. And so, love story. oh, there you go, yeah. you're Puerto Rican too. Yeah. So very, that's good. And you'll that's and cool. you'll like this. You'll like this. She's Hopi, so all of her family lives up there in the reservation by wow. the four corners. Wow. So we do have some 
some similarities and yeah. connections. That's really cool. The cultural yeah. backgrounds. I love that. Yeah. The fusion. It's all there. I love it. Yeah. And so I grew up, um, my mom brought us back here to uh, do high school at the at the tribes high school. And I went there all four years and then moved down here to uh, go to ASU. And I've just never left. And I love Wow. history here i love you know being here and being a part of the community and just trying to this is why i do this podcast is because i want so much people for people to understand that there's a history a culture uh, just right. a, a, a dynamic of people here that is so incredible it, i feel like they need to be shown off a little bit and so you're a part of that story you're a part <laughs> of that tapestry as well and so i will ask you this too I was looking at some of the, um, I guess, interviews that you've done on different podcasts. And one of the ones that came up was talking about how you capitalize on the unknown. So I'd like to get a little bit into that and how, um, you know, the capitalization that became a cornerstone for your book. And why is that one of the cornerstones for your book? Well, I think especially, and this is a really good time And so when you when you work in that kind of economy, you always have to look for something or be aware of the unknown, because sometimes it's those wrong turns that will give you the opportunity product for your next service. And so we talk about this in chapter one, but our first Department of Defense overseas tour, professional overseas tour was in Desert Storm One and mm. we we're leaving. Um, Diego Garcia was our last performance um, on the Indian Ocean out there. And they, they uh, information came in and said, you've got to hurry up and get on the plane. We need to get you to LA ASAP. If you don't get on this transport, you're not going to you know, get back to LA for another yeah. week or two. So after the performance, I hustled us on the plane. And about, I don't know, 10 hours into the plane, the loadmaster looks at Gong and says, yeah, he goes, uh, so who do you guys know in Singapore? <laughs> and I, I looked at him like, what? He goes, yeah, we're we're going to Singapore. I said, no, we're supposed to be going to L.A. He goes, not this flight. <laughs> so we have no visas. We have no way to get into Singapore. We have our equipment. You know, they're getting ready. We land in Singapore. The equipment's getting ready to get offloaded, but we have no way to get that equipment. And you can't just take musician gear into any country. Oh, yeah. You have to have special Yeah, we got missions. 36 uh, pieces of luggage and, and equipment. And, yeah. You know. So it was... Us being able, as stressful as that was, it was our it was our first opportunity to be really be able to maneuver through that, and we handled it so well with the Department of Defense, trying to get everybody organized, get the approvals, get the visas going, get in, get out, and then uh, finally fly to Japan and then home. That that opened up an opportunity with us for the Department of Defense, and that created a 15-year relationship with them, oh, where wow. we continued to do overseas USO tours. Um, at our level, they call them our for Armed Forces Entertainment. They're the same yeah. as the USO shows, but USO are for the big stars, and then we follow doing the same circuit, but they're called Armed Forces Entertainment. And it was at that opportunity, right, looking and capitalizing on the unknown, making the best of the situation. How mm -hmm. do you fix this? How do you make it right? How do you deliver value, right? Because value is really important no matter what you do, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee, whether you're a mother, whether you're a father, what is it? You always want to do the very best that you can. And when, I mean, if you can do that and people see that you're hard workers and you want to do the best, generally speaking, doors will start to open for you. Yeah, so that's absolutely. one way we've capitalized on the end run. We did it in um, Afghanistan. They lost us in Afghanistan. Yeah, we were actually off the radar. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even know we were coming to Afghanistan. 
And Jeez. here we get off with a fresh platoon, you know, with a whole fresh platoon and then some civilians. Yeah. So think of yourself, you're leading a band of civilian musicians. We've just flown into the cold Afghanistan mountains. They don't know we're coming. We're now civilians. We're now civilians in a, in a theater, right? In a combat zone with no escort, zero escort. So we have to figure out lodging. We have to figure out performances. We have to figure out food and we have to do it all pretty quickly. Yeah. Again, another example of how we were able to pull it all together. What we did was we looked at the hole and we broke it into parts, right? Yeah. When, we couldn't get, when we couldn't get meals, we made friends with other um, military units like the Jordanian Minesweepers who worked with the U.S. military. And they cooked fresh food every night on open pits. Yeah. And in exchange for that, we pulled out our guitars and we literally sang for our supper. Yeah. So do we go to the mess hall and get, you know, MRIs? Or do we go with the Jordanian Minesweepers and play a little bit of music and eat fresh steak every night, right? Yeah, exactly. What a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So again, and enjoy to... and bring laughter. Oh, That's yeah. the other part is you got to remember you're in a war zone. This is not a place where it's, you know, ice cream, candies and lollipops yep. by any means. You know, this is a place where people are dying. Uh, you're hearing live ammunition, oh. bombs going off, yeah. uh, mines being blown up. I mean, it's it's a very noisy area to be in. Mm -hmm. So uh, everything's possible there. And so you're heightened alert. I mean, uh, you really become alert of everything and your peripheral vision changes. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was about, okay, how can we make ourselves useful and make this change from we're a problem in their area and making it a plus. Yeah. So we ended up uh, playing at other bases like in Bagram and Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan and you know, we made them our friends we and it was too hard work. You know, that's, that's, that's the hard part of it is people don't realize it's, it's like when they see the pictures of the band with generals and, you know, we're out in the middle of the field, they don't realize that, you know, it took a lot to get there. Okay, yeah. Again, is that when you look at the big picture, if you were to look at that big picture of landing there, right, with the, on the escort being lost, going into a war zone, you know, it could shut you down pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But if you break up the pieces and you think, okay, I need to do this, this, and this, it's much easier to deal with, right? Yeah. So you look at the parts, you look at how they integrate, and then you can address the whole. And I think that's a great way, no matter what you're doing, that's a great advice for capitalizing on the unknown. Yeah. Uh, so my, I guess after hearing all of this and how the different situations kind of um, built up or at least programmed themselves into another situation where you had to answer the questions. And my, my kind of curiosity leads me as, because you guys are, a married couple, and I am married myself. We're actually expecting our first child in January. We are. We're so Thank you. That's so awesome. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Awesome. And so, my my question would be: Is how do you guys communicate in those heightened situations when you know that there are um, certain things that need to be uh, addressed and and taken care of? How do you guys? individually communicate with each other or with your team, you know, your civilian group? Um, how do you guys, you know, get these tasks done? Because I can imagine in the heightened situation, certain people either crack or, you know, shut down in, the, in, in those moments and you really it need, yeah. yeah. So how do you guys address it? How do you guys communicate and how do you stay above, you know, keeping your head above the water? So I think one thing Don and I are really good at is that, First, we communicate with each other. If there's an issue, if I can't solve it myself or if Don can't solve it immediately, because sometimes we can and there mm -hmm. doesn't need to be any discussion. Yeah. But if we can't, if it's something major, we're going to come together and we're going to make sure that we are looking at 
the actual problem and not the symptom of the problem. Because sometimes people will look at the symptom and not the actual problem. Yeah. Once we figure out the symptom or the actual problem, then we're going to come up with some, some possibilities, right? We're going to look at the possibilities. This is how we answer it. This is how we address it. We'll come up with some contingency plans and look at, uh, you know, this contingency plan might have this outcome, but what is the risk of this outcome? Yeah. And then once we figure that out, we're going to bring the band together or whoever it is that we're working with. And we're going to say, okay, this is a problem. This is what we think in terms of solving it. These are the risks. Now we want your feedback, right? Mm -hmm. We want to know what you think as musicians on the road, you know, which way should we do this? And as we've gotten, you know, through the years, we've gotten pretty good at this and the yeah. musicians have gotten pretty good at it too. So we'll all kind of join in and say, okay, we need to do this. I need to do this. And we'll start assigning tasks. Yeah. And then musicians will go through and they'll take on different tasks. Um, the trip in Egypt is a great example. We landed, um, we've been to Egypt several times. Um, and if you've ever been in, in countries like Egypt, oftentimes kids will come when you're on from the plane and, and it's a way for them to make money, but they kind of, you know, 10 to 20 will come up right away and help you with your baggage. When you're carrying yeah. 50 pieces of gear and you've got 10 kids underfoot, but you got to make sure all your bags come out. We're talking expensive music equipment. Mm -hmm. And you're and, trying to keep And count, you're trying to count. Stay organized. And someone's pulling on your sleeve. Right, because they want to help you, and you're you wait a second, was that five or was that six? Right, yeah, but this was happening in Egypt, and and we were all kind of lost, you know, trying to figure out, trying to keep it together, but we were all kind of confused. And we had already been on the road for 17 hours flying, so we're already right. exhausted. A gentleman comes up and introduces himself, he's in a blue suit, glasses, he looked official, but mm -hmm. we didn't ask to see his ID. And so he says, I'm here from the UN. I'm here to help you process through customs. Um, we need to pull all your gear into our white van. And then I need all your passports. And I need you. He pointed at me. So I need you to come with me. There's not enough room for the other band members. Wow. So because we're being pulled in so many different ways, all we're thinking about is getting out of that airport. We're not thinking about where's this guy's credentials. Who is this guy? So who the guys that are with him? He hired a couple of well, and he, we watched him hire guys from the parking lot to help load up the van. So he did that. I got all the guys' passports. I got in the van with them. And Don said, as soon as I got in and started leaving with the gear and the passport, he's like, "Oh my God, there goes my wife with a man I don't even know and all our passports." And yeah, yeah and then right then. Uh, the policeman starts snapping his fingers and asking for everybody on the sidewalk for their passports. Passport, passport, uh -oh. passport, yeah. And we don't have passports. Yeah. None of us. And you don't go to Egypt without a passport. Yeah, you, you know. Don't do that. Yeah. Especially a policeman asking you, uh, well, what do we do now? So our, our, our bass player had like these cigarettes. And so we we just all huddled around him and acted like we were lighting up cigarettes and none of us are smokers except him. <laughs> Got lucky. The was, yeah, so they turned their backs, you know, pretended they were lighting yeah. cigarettes, pretended they were smoking. Uh, I don't know how, but the police walked right by he them. Didn't us. even ask them. Didn't, uh, wow. Angels were with them. About, wow. Luckily, 30 minutes came. Well, in 30 minutes, I came back. Everything was fine, and, and I was fine. But right after that, Don said, you know, this could have gone really bad on so many levels. Oh, yeah. And we sat down and had a talk, and we said, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to sign two band members to deal with the gear. We're going to sign myself and Don, two people coming up so we can check their credentials. And we can. So we started, we learned then at that trip that we really needed to start piecing this out, right? Yeah. We, yep. really we can't to, do it all. We can't do it all. And we shouldn't. We've got talented people that can help us. Yeah. It's their tour, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's something that, you know, once once you get past the certain growing pains, you, you start to uh, understand that that is 
kind of how, you know, your business or anything that you're passionate about works is, you know, you could do everything and it would probably drive you insane while you did it. Uh, but it is, you know, at the best to you and your business and the thing that you're passionate about to split up, you know, what you can't handle or what you need to give to another person. That is the hardest part. I think for any business owner is letting go of certain aspects of things that they can control things that they're wanting to control. Yeah, no, absolutely. We now, whenever we go out on tour, we have a pre-band meeting, um, especially for bringing in new musicians that have not traveled with us like this mm -hmm. before. And we say, this is what you need to expect, including there's going to be some things you don't like. You might, you know, you're going to be living with us 24 seven, maybe for the next month or so. Yeah. Um, most people don't understand that when you work as musicians and tour as musicians, they become your family. Where do you want them to be your family? <laughs> So we give we give them hints on what to do. You know, yeah. if it's really if you're really having a problem, keep a journal. Journal's a great way to write and get your thoughts out without hurting anybody. If you're really struggling, come to myself, come to Don. Let's see how we can help you maneuver through this. Um, mm -hmm. So we have this pre-meeting on what to expect. Of course, then we communicate during the event as well. And then we always do a debrief on the end. But that pre-meeting's gotten to be very important. And that really yeah. seems to cut down on a lot of frustration static claim that might occur because they, they kind of know what to expect now and they understand that if something's going to go wrong <laughs> it, it's it, when you tour like that it's, together. it's and it's rarely ever perfect yeah i mean we're talking planes trains and automobiles come on now Yep. I was going to ask you, are you guys anyone into, you know, reality TV at all? Like, do you guys watch reality TV at all? Because there's one that my wife got me into. It's called Below Deck and it's about yachting and the yacht team that comes with the yacht that if you go out to sea and the yacht team has to like campaign together. They're like a team that works together right. behind That's the scenes. And so I was like, man, but the, the in-between times where they where they have to like restock and and go back to land to restock and and they're like you know having to clean in between each you know uh group that comes on the yacht and things like that where there's like the downtime the 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 times where you're not in you know you're not playing the, game. the game right yeah you're not playing the game you're practicing you're 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 doing all the things to help you get better it's like it's those moments people don't really appreciate or understand it's not, it sounds glamorous. And let me tell you, it's a lot of fun. It's rewarding to travel. The music is awesome. That's always awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not as glamorous as people think it is. There's a lot of what you're talking about. You know, the waiting around, the challenges that you have to solve because transportation is always an issue. Production that goes out. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, production doesn't always work either. Bad power. Yeah, bad <laughs> power. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I can imagine. Yeah. And, then, and that's why we had to cover it in the book. I mean, the things that people would not believe that happen to musicians out there. Yeah. Uh, make a show, bring joy to people for an hour and 10 minutes. I, I can't, I, I, you know, and that's really, it's something that I really do appreciate when it comes to experience, um, you know, people with like passions and projects and things like that. It's like, it is the betterment of people who listen to this podcast when it comes to your experience, because that is going to really help them in the long run. I think that a lot of people think that they can experience this stuff without having to go through the growing pains or to go into the thick of it without understanding that there are people who've done this before, before them that can give them insight and can give them a heads up, like, 
before they even try to attempt something like this. And, and, and there's so, people yeah. willing to do that and mentor people too. I mean, there's people that are retiring from multiple big billion dollar companies mm-hmm. that are willing to share their expertise and their thoughts. And, and they want to. They want to. And, and all you got to do is get your ask in gear. As I tell people, you got to get your ask in gear. If you don't ask, you don't know yeah. and you don't receive. It's that simple. It's really not that hard. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we've already covered is the, the, the scopes of like, you know, different notes that I wanted to go over was love what you do. That was one, uh, be smart and a life, a lifelong learner is another aspect that I wanted to get in with you. And that's something that I've always been passionate about. And the reason why I also, another reason why I do this podcast is I love learning about others. I love not being the smartest person in the room. I love, you know, um, taken away, like being stuck in a conversation where you can, you know, grasp at something and understand and take away something from it. So, you know, can you give us some insight on why you chose that particular reason being a lifelong learner as something that you wanted to put in your book? So, uh, you know, I obviously have a strong academic background, but my academic background didn't come until uh, later in my career. So I've always been a professional musician and Don and I actually got taken uh, early in our career financially, and I swore that was never going to happen again. Right. So I went back to school and got my MBA. And um, when I got my MBA, it was like this whole the door opened for me because now I understood not only just the art side of what we were doing. Mm. And of course, we had already been doing business. But once I got my MBA, I had all these additional tools to help support and make business decisions that I didn't even know That's what awesome. after. So, you know, I didn't even know how to do a price strategy, how to create a break-even analysis, um, how to combine product price distribution and promotions to create this effective marketing. Mm -hmm. And so once I got that, I I actually started teaching. um, My my brother worked at the collegiate level and said, hey, why don't you start teaching to pay back some of your student loans? And I thought, yeah, great. And I loved it. It was so great working with other small business owners that were coming up. Um, and I ended up, ended up offering a full-time job and in order to move forward in academia, you have to get your doctorate. So I ended up getting my doctorate in business administration, but even without my doctorate, because you don't necessarily have to go that far, but even without my doctorate in today's world, business world, especially, but in the arts too, if you don't stay, if you don't stay up to date on technology, you're going to be behind because you need that technology to support what you're doing. Not only, so we're using it here in the podcast, obviously, Mm -hmm. but think about how much technology is changing. So in marketing itself, we're doing data analytics, which is really big right now. We're doing predictive analysis. I mean, organizations are making huge strides using predictive analytics. Well, also, you know, she's also uh, just finished doing an MIT certificate too. Nice. So still learning. Yeah, well, know? that's the point. It's like it's like with technology, what you learn today could be obsolete by next year. Mm-hmm. But you can still take the foundational information, right? So there's some yeah. coding and, and predictive analytics. There's definitely statistics. And so you can take that. And as it changes, you're just continually to update your toolbox. Mm-hmm. That's my side. But I know for Don, he's a different kind of learner because he's a musician. So it's ear for him and visual for him, but most mm-hmm. of the ear. So I know that he learns by constantly listening to new musicians, um, how they're doing it. And he has created kind of this guitar toolbox from musicians from all over the world that he admires. Nice. And so based on their techniques and what they're doing, he's able to pull out, you know, what he needs for different kinds of songs. It's really helped me uh, expand my palette because we have traveled to so many different countries and 
have been able to appreciate different cultures and different types of musics uh, uh, of, of all sorts, you know, it's really helped me as a musician, as a business person, spiritually as well. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been really a valuable lesson by listening to other musicians across the world. And that's one of our blessings, I think, that as ambassadors of goodwill, when we travel to other countries, we actually write a song that is that we're teaching to them. And at the same time, we're learning from them. Yeah. So we're creating this whole new toolbox for us constantly, not just for myself, but as a band, vocally, the music, the textures, everything, uh, the ambiance, it's, it's all that that you're absorbing. Yeah. And then you're able to apply that to your performance. It's just really unbelievable. You know, the best teachers are actually the best students. Yeah. So if you're a good teacher, you are always going to be learning. And you, and you don't just learn. You learn from your students as well. And that's what he's saying. We go to a, a countries to teach, you know, uh, American music because we usually work with the State Department. And that's where our goal is yeah. to share American music, share American culture. We also incorporate their culture. So we went to Fiji. We incorporated our Fijian students, our Kiribati. We incorporated our Kiribati students. And let me tell you, talk about voices from God, the island gods. Oh, my oh, God. Man. I've never heard such natural talent in my life. Every wow. single person on the islands could sing. Just like unbelievable. Well, send you our video, get back to you, and, and you'll yeah. see what I mean. They're just there. We wrote that for our Fijian and Kiribati tour. But wow. I mean, just God-given wow. natural talent plus yeah. to be the first u.s band to perform in caribous it was just magic uh just the magic on the island that you could feel mm -hmm. and uh creating creating a long-term relationship which is really cool because of facebook and and yeah. multimedia areas they're connecting with this regularly all the time, still, all the time. Our, our friends from fiji today were just talking <laughs> to us that's so awesome. It's really cool to have that between that Budapest and 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 other parts of the world. Uh, just keep connecting. It's so you're always connected. It is so cool to have a, an extended family. I really do enjoy how much you guys really do love keeping the connection still alive. And that's kind of what we, what we hope to accomplish here at the podcast is we've had two over 200 episodes and I want to keep right. as many of those episode relationships oh, yeah. alive. And it's, yeah. it's just really incredible because we get to see, the, and it's great because we're so close to them that literally in the state of Arizona, we get to see them develop and kind of grow and expand and grow them, you know, the growth between when they came on the show and where they're at now. It's just, it's incredible to see some of, um, some of the past guests just grow into their own and become who they are today. So yeah. It I, yeah. It's so, I mean, it's a, really, it is because it's so, it's like you've met a, met a friend and they're accomplishing things along that friendship of yours and you get to see them succeed and you get to see them grow and, and make, you know, something out of nothing. Right. Yeah, the table is expanding. Their joy yeah. is your joy. Their yep. success is, is your success because you yeah. care about them and because they're part of your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very much, we're very much into that. Yeah, we're all about supporting our local, uh, you know, businesses and here global. and global businesses. And mm -hmm. um, keeping that connection has always been really valuable to us, especially for what we do as ambassadors of goodwill. I mean, it's always been about that, uh, no yeah. matter where we've been and, and where we go and how hard it's been. Think about it, Jose. Our job is to create memories. That mm -hmm. is our job. And if we're not doing that, 
we're not doing our job. So, I mean, that, that is like part of our job description. Yeah. Yeah. Memories. Yeah. Yeah. And so the holiday seasons are coming up. They're actually right around the corner. This week will be Thanksgiving and then the couple of weeks will be Christmas. What do you guys typically do around the holiday season? And if you're changing anything up because of COVID, let us know. Yeah, well, um, I mean, personally, Don and I have made a a decision to just, we're going to just celebrate Thanksgiving and and Christmas alone. Our Mm -hmm. parents are both elderly. Okay. And we do not know. We're both caregivers for our parents. They're sharing their their 80s. um, Yeah, I get it. So we don't want to do anything that would, would disturb them. Um, and so our son's in Texas. And so mm-hmm. we don't really want to get on a plane and, and do any of that. Mm-hmm. It would probably be okay, but I would feel horrible if somehow I brought something with me and, you know, took it to their home. That just yeah. would not go well with me. Yeah. From a, a music standpoint, we are um, booked for two outdoor gigs. Uh, one of them is for uh, Luke Air Force Base. So we're doing something. Oh, okay. Different. Yeah, the 60, uh, 63rd Fighter Squadron. Yeah, and it's going to be an outdoor hangar, so it should be a fairly safe environment for everybody. Yeah. Now we're doing another outdoor uh, country Christmas gig. Actually, we're doing it right on the border of uh, uh, Nogales, the U.S. side and the Mexico side. So gotcha. we're doing that as well. Nice. Um, and, and that's another small event. Everything's being small and very spaced out. And then yeah. in January, we're really excited because we were actually invited to attend the inauguration. So we will be attending wow. the inauguration. Um, we, we've got VIP seats. We'll actually be there. Be there, and we're attending the uh, nice inaugural ball that evening. It's a nonprofit um, organization that uh, works with entertainers, educators, and that evening we'll be raising money for PTSD for military nice. veterans. So it just falls in our wheelhouse. It really does. The way. Yeah. In fact, we had just released a video called So Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about PTSD. On Veterans Day, yeah. I actually nice. wrote it about one of my students um, that had just gotten uh, back from Desert Storm 2. And um, yeah, so we actually wrote, uh, Don wrote the music, but I actually wrote the lyrics based on an experience that he shared with me. And we work a lot with um, veterans and some of the experiences they've shared with us as well. Awesome. So we just want to bring awareness to it and let people know that that's not something that goes away easily. Mm-hmm. Certainly there's a lot of help out there and we encourage anybody who has it to seek that help. But you know, it's quite a challenge, not only for, for veterans um, or anybody with PTSD, but for their families as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard you say student. Are you teaching soldiers after they come out or is that? Well, rem- yeah, I remember I'm a, a professor, a full-time professor at a community college here. Oh, OK. So yeah. We get a lot of veteran students. Yes. OK. I, I was just I'm so sorry. I got a little confused. There. I was like, oh, oh no, she's good teaching a veteran student. And so we I teach a lot of veterans. We have a strong, actually, a very strong veterans presence. Uh, we're a awesome. uh, supportive college. So, yeah. yeah. OK. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you guys have just experienced and just kind of we've kind of got into and, and just divulged out here. Is there anything that you feel like people should take away from this um, this book that you guys have put out? Well, it's a business book, and I'm really proud to say we just found out that we won um, the independent Authors Network, Outstanding Business, Sales, and Economics Winner Category. <laughs> yeah, nice. So Congratulations. Yeah. We just wanted our badge for that. So yeah. really excited All about right. We want a seal on the book. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. And the reason we say that is because it is a business book, but it's couched in stories because, you know, mm-hmm. we're storytellers. We're musicians. Yeah. We're storytellers. So we tell our stories. 
-hmm. And then at the each uh, at the end of each uh, book are uh, what we call um, hardcore tips to increasing profits. So anybody who wants to start a business, run a business, mm -hmm. um, musicians, artists who want to actually make a profit at what they do, um, if they're interested in that. Um, and then at the end, part three is actually about um, our life together. And we call that hardcore tips. Instead of hardcore tips, we call it hardcore tips. So we uh, talk about having to leave our son at Christmas time, which was was difficult for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, lost, I actually lost my father uh, while I was performing on stage um, in a, at a show. And so mm. I talk about, you know, how to move through something like that because that's not an easy thing to maneuver through. If you're in the entertainment business, you can't just say... Sorry, not going to show up today. Just when you're in a contractual relationship, you've got to you got to do the show. Yeah. Um, so we we'll talk a little bit about that um, and kind of where we are today. So um, yeah, we wanted to write the book. We're moving. In addition to, of course, our performances as musicians, we're moving into keynote speaking. We've mm -hmm. been doing that for the U.S. State Department since 2010, since I got my doctorate. So they'll fly us in, and I'll do. Um, speeches. Don and I will do speeches on entrepreneurship, small business ownership, and then in the evening we'll perform at Center Cities for them. Mm, uh, for the okay. cultural part. When we came back here about two years ago, Don's like, "We got to write this. You know, we've got a really great people are interested." I'm like, "Yeah, nobody's interested in our story, Don." <laughs> but he finally convinced me to write the book, and we decided to follow the model of the State Department's that course. And so now, we, in addition to performing in the evenings. Because uh, we're corporate bound, that's how we make our money. Mm. Um, we then can do keynote speaking during the day, so that really awesome. is the purpose of the book. It's most, our it's our calling card. And most events are set up like anyway. They're going to have a keynote speaker come to their event, and usually there's a gala or some type of themed event that evening. Gotcha. So it's it's a great uh, package deal for us uh, and our clients. And in addition to that, Jose, we uh, wrote uh, our album, Feel the Blue, and Feel the Blue actually corresponds directly with the book. Oh, awesome. So there's yeah. a lot of songs. Yeah, there's a lot of songs. It takes you on there. tour with us. It takes you on tour with us. Sweet. And we just released the Audible, so some of the music is in our Audible version. And we Sweet. had a great yeah, we had a great voice actress that did our Audible book. She's super. That so we're really excited so about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we and in fact we've gotten so much great reviews that we have actually a couple movie producers that are talking with us too nice so you know see what happens with that um yeah. so you never know i mean you guys could be the next american like couple of sweetheart uh what was it oh what was the, the, the <laughs> it just came out the movie with bradley cooper Oh, what was the... Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know about that. Those are... Those are... Those are, those are <laughs> a Star is Born. A million dollar singer. I yeah, got I, it. Star is Born. I think we're more like, you know, the average kind of... I always, I even say that in the book. You know, we're not... We're not diplomats. We're not uh, famous musicians. But because of the kind of work we've done and because of our mm -hmm. dedication to it, we've really had a front row seat to history. So, for example, yeah. we were flying into Charles de Gaulle while the shoe bomber was flying out of Charles de Gaulle. What? And so we talk about that in the book. You know, I was uh, one of the first Western females to actually go into Saudi Arabia and perform. Um, so, I mean, we've had like this front row seat to history, Yeah. but we're not famous. We've worked hard. We love what we do. We make sure we provide a quality product. But my point is if we can do it, yeah, anybody can do it. If but you've that, got the heart. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And we're a story that everybody can relate to. Yeah. And I think, I think that's so beautiful too, because you're the type of, you're the type of person where you walk into your home and see all the photos along the wall and you'll see, you start to see, like, if you look closely, like, is that you in Egypt? Is that you in this, you know, this place? Is that you here? Are you shaking hands 
with a with a general like it's it's all these right. different experiences where it's just like if someone that you just met or someone that you're you know making friends with it's just like wow what an incredible life you guys have lived and just kind of the experiences you've been through so i i really do appreciate you guys coming on the show and just kind of sharing a little bit of your story and how you guys came to be so i usually kick off the end here for you guys and let the let our audience know where they can find you online all your social medias um, events that you guys want to promote go right ahead this is your time to shine well thank Thank you so much. We're actually corporate bands, so um, our events generally are closed. They're, they're difficult. I yeah. mean, you can't, just get, you can't just come out and see us. Um, but having said that, we certainly encourage you to uh, take a look at the book on Amazon, 31 mm-hmm. Cents to 43 Countries. Hardcore so, Tips to Increasing Profits. Take a look at uh, our album as well. And if you're interested in, in talking with us one-on-one, you can always contact Tom. Yep, that's right. Contact me on my cell, 623-330-0267. And of course, our speaking site is deospeaks.com. And then our Dina Preston Band site is dinaprestonband.com. That's D-I-N-A. For those that, uh, you know, Dina gets tricky for some people. So dinaprestonband.com. And then, of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, we're on LinkedIn, of course, and Twitter, and of course, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, everywhere. That's what you have to be. Platforms, exactly. How can we not? How can we not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest too. I, I heard. Uh, I can't wait. I just before you know doing the episode with you guys, you have a wonderful voice, Dina. I, I have to admit, it's just it, it's really beautiful. And so I heard that um, or watched the music video a little bit before coming oh, on the episode with you. Yeah, that's saw, all our tour. Cool. Those are like our tour pictures. So you oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, hungry. So that goes all. If you watch it all the way through, that that pretty much takes you on a lot of the spots that we've been. Not all, but a lot of spots that we've yeah. Been. That's really great. And so thank you again, guys. I really do appreciate it. You have, you. you have a fantastic story. We're so glad that you were able to s- sit down and have a little chat with us. Uh, thank before you for having us. Absolutely. And, and lots of blessings oh, to you. And lots of blessings. Oh, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we're so <laughs> excited. And we will. With, right? Having the baby soon. Yeah, January 23rd. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so, around the corner. Get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> get to sleep. We, uh, and that's so funny. We just ordered a new bed. So, uh, as, well, that'll yeah. make all the difference. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. Like the, like our friends here, you can you know connect with us through social media, all under Finding Arizona Podcast. And uh, last but not least, if you want to become a super fan, go over to Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast, where we have bonus content. And we hope that our friends here will do the bonus <laughs> content with us really quick. It's 50 yeah. questions. We call uh, a fine examination and uh, we hope that you will join us over there, everyone listening. So that we say goodbye to Don and Dina, Dr. Dina Ortiz. (laughs) Gotta remember that. Uh, And we say goodnight to everyone listening. Good night, y'all. Good night. God bless you. Good night. God bless you. Happy New Year. Take care. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah.